Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 18 of The Almost Christian Discovered by Matthew Mead. Why then should any saint of God be discouraged when he hears how far the almost Christian may go in the way to heaven? Whereas he who is the weakest true believer, who has the least true grace, goes further than he, for he believes in and loves God. Should the almost Christian do less as to matter of external duties, yet if he had but the least true faith, the least sincerity of love to Christ, he would surely be saved. Should the true Christian do ten times more duties than he does, yet had he not faith in Christ and love to Christ, he would surely be rejected. Oh, therefore, let not any weak believer be discouraged, though hypocrites may outdo them and go beyond them in duty, for all their duties are done in hypocrisy, but your faith and love to God in duties is a proof of your sincerity. I do not speak this to discourage any soul in the doing of duties or to beat down outward performances, but to rectify the soul in the doing of them. As the apostle said, covet earnestly the best gifts, but yet I show you a more excellent way. So I say, covet the best gifts. Covet much to be in duties, much in prayer, much in hearing, etc. But I will show you a more excellent way, and that is the way of faith and love. Pray much, but then believe much too. Hear much, read much, but then love God much too. Delight in the word and ordinances of God much, but then delight in the God of ordinances more. And when you are most in your duties as to your use of them, oh then, be sure to be above duties as to your resting and dependence upon them. Would you be Christians indeed, altogether Christians? Oh, then, be much in the use and exercise of ordinances, but be much more in faith and dependence upon Christ and his righteousness. When your obedience is most to the command, then let your faith be most upon the promise. The professor rests in duties, and so is but almost a Christian, but You must be sure to rest upon the Lord Christ. This is the way to be altogether Christians. For if you believe, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Thus, I have answered the first query. How far may a man go in the way to heaven and yet be 
but almost a Christian. One, he may have much knowledge. Two, he may have great gifts. Three, he may have a high profession. Four, he may do much against sin. Five, he may desire grace. Six, he may tremble at the word. Seven, he may delight in the word. Eight, he may be a member of the church of Christ. Nine, he may have great hopes of heaven. Ten, he may be under great and visible changes. Eleven, he may be very zealous in the matters of religion. Twelve, he may be much in prayer. Thirteen, he may suffer for Christ. Fourteen, he may be called of God. Fifteen, he may, in some sense, have the Spirit of God. Sixteen, he may have some kind of faith. Seventeen, he may love the people of God. Eighteen, he may go far in obeying the commands of God. Nineteen, he may be, in some sense, sanctified. Twenty, he may do all as to external duties that a true Christian can, and yet be no better than almost a Christian. Question two. Why is it that many men go so far that they come to be almost Christians? First, it may be to answer the call of conscience. Though few men have grace, yet all men have conscience. Now observe and you shall see how far conscience may go in this work. Number one, conscience owns a God, and that this God must be worshipped and served by the creature. We have many atheists in practice, such the apostle speak of. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him. But none can be atheists in judgment. Marcus Tullius Cicero, a heathen, could say, No race is so uncouth so as not to acknowledge the divine. Now, there being such a light in conscience as to discover that there is a God and that he must be worshipped by the help of further light, the light of the word, a man may be enabled to do much in the ways of God and yet his heart be without a Article of grace. Number two, know this, that natural conscience is capable of great improvements from the means of grace. Sitting under the ordinances may exceedingly heighten the endowments of conscience. It may be much regulated, though it is not at all renewed. It may be enlightened and convinced, yet never savingly converted and changed. You read in Hebrews 6, 4, of some who were once enlightened, 
tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. What work shall we call this? It could not be a saving work, a true change and conversion of state, for notwithstanding this enlightening, tasting, and partaking, they are said to fall away. Verse 6. Had it been a true grace, they could never have fallen away from that. A believer may fall, but he cannot fall away. He may fall foully, but he cannot fall finally. For underneath are the everlasting arms. His faith is established in the strength of that prayer of Christ that our faith fail not. Nay, he tells us expressly that it is eternal life which he gives from which we shall never perish. This work, then, here spoken of, cannot be any saving work, because it is not an abiding work, for they that are under it are said to fall away from it. But though it is not a saving grace, yet it is a supernatural work. It is an improvement made by the word upon the consciences of men through the power of the Spirit. Therefore they are said to taste the good word of God and to be made partakers of of the Holy Ghost. They have not the Spirit abiding in them savingly, but striving with them and working upon them convincingly to the awakening and setting conscience to work. And conscience, thus stirred, may carry a man very far in religion and the duties of the gospel and yet be but a natural conscience. A common work of the Spirit may stead a man very much in the duties of religion, though it must be a special work of the Spirit that steads a man to salvation. A man may have the assisting presence of the Spirit enabling him to preach and pray, and yet he may perish. For lack of the renewing presence of the Spirit enabling him to believe. Judas had the former and yet perished for lack of the latter. He had the Spirit assisting him to cast out devils, but yet he had not the Spirit renewing him, for he was cast out himself. Thus a man may have an improved conscience and yet be a stranger to a renewed conscience. And conscience thus improved may put a man very much upon duty. I pray God none of us mistakes a conscience thus improved by the word for a conscience renewed by the spirit. The mistake is very easy especially when a line of duties is the fruit of it. This concludes episode 18 of The Almost Christian Discovered by Matthew Mead.